all authors, I'm Joanne Morell, children's and young adult fiction writer and author of Short Nonfiction for Authors. Thanks for joining me for the Hybrid Author Podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge a career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the Hybrid Author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively, and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. Authors, I hope you're all keeping well in whatever part of the world you reside and listen to the podcast in. Today's interview is with Therese Tarlington, and I chat to Therese about her book Swap Marketing Without Money and how authors can effectively market their author business without money through the power of collaboration, the step-by-step process for individuals to find the right companies to form partnerships with, self-doubt, current collaboration brands, what Therese would tell her younger self if she was to go back in time, and so much more. So in my author adventure this past week, I've been busy submitting my picture book, The Shouting Family, to a variety of different publishers. And what's funny is how much I'm actually enjoying the process because it brings hopefulness that any one of these publishers might love it and want to take it on. It got me thinking about a few episodes back when I received a rejection for my junior fiction book and the mindset it leaves you, the rejection, is one of great despair for at least a few minutes anyway, or at least a couple of days. And then you begin to question the industry and your talents and you and whether it's all worth it and are you wasting your time? But then you get right back up again and you get on with it because that truly is the name of the game. And then you feel excited and happy again because you're there and with a chance. (laughs) In nonfiction, I have ordered bulk print books of author fears and how to overcome them. So I have them on hand. And I've also had a company reach out to me about possibly featuring this nonfiction book in an upcoming book bundle this company are going to be promoting. So I'll keep you posted on this, which is quite exciting and uh, quite different. So if you're interested in knowing how my top secret project is faring, the one I only talk about in my newsletter. This project is my main focus for 2023. You can head over to the Hybrid Author website, hybridauthor.com.au and sign up for your free author pass and start receiving fortnightly newsletters from me sharing all on this particular project's adventure, as well as hybrid musings I don't share anywhere else, not on the podcast or on my website, just via my newsletter only. So this week's episode is sponsored by Plotter, and Plotter is the software I'm using and have used to plot out my top secret women's fiction project. So lately I've begun using the character tabs in Plotter, where you can create and categorize characters into main, supporting, or other tabs, and then they all line up under each heading in a side menu, which keeps it neat and easy to view and access and see who connects to who. Each character section has an image, a name, short description tags, 
attributes and many other user qualities which I'm having a ball learning about and creating my fictional characters and world in. If you're interested in learning more about using Plotter as a tool for your writing, you can listen to episode 57 of the podcast, Plan Your Books the Way You Think, with Plotter's education lead, Troy Lambert, where he shares more on what Plotter is and how it benefits author practice and process, how Plotter functions differently from other writing software out there, such as Scrivener, and Troy shares his tips for authors getting started using Plotter as part of their writing practice. Or you can visit their website, plotter.com, P-L-O-T-T-R.com, and sign up to try the product for free. Much like Troy, I'm using Plotter to plot my books out, but I'm still writing them in Scrivener as the two are compatible. It's great to have something that helps you all in the one place, world build, plot out your books. It's uh, So far, it's been great. Great to my working process, great to my writing process. And I can't wait to keep using it with the other books in this series for faster process as well. Therese Tarlington is so passionate about small business owners collaborating on marketing that she wrote the book on how to do it. Swap Marketing Without Money flew into the Amazon number one bestseller in Small Business Spot and has ignited a movement where brands are gaining visibility, industry credibility, and improved profitability by working together. Therese knows what it feels like to be a small business owner and has advised many. She created a startup that grew to a business in five countries, manufacturing for Jeep, Sesame Street, and United Colors of Benetton, using the power of marketing partnerships to grow. She is a Business Connect advisor for the New South Wales government, Macquarie University incubator marketing leader, and loves being on stage speaking to small business owners. Wow, welcome to the Hybrid Author Podcast, Therese. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Joe. It's such a pleasure to be here. Well, please tell us, how did you get your start in corporate marketing and then come to be an author? Oh, so I started out in marketing a very, very long time ago, way before digital. You know, it was it was the 90s, finished the degree. You know, I started working in marketing for a very small business. And what was working with the marketing manager. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go to uni. I'm going to do a degree. I'm going to do this. And just fell in love with the craft. I love marketing. It's been, I've, I've done many different things over the course of my career, but the, the craft of marketing has been in every single thing that I've done. So I absolutely love it. So I started out in, you know, a little small company and then went into some of the big brands with kind of big kind of marketing communication roles for, you know, manufacturers like Philips and Minolta. And then I started my own business when I was in my 20s and kind of, you know, did that for a long time, which I'm super, super proud of. And as you say, I manufactured baby products on behalf of Sesame Street, you know, the colors of Benetton and and Jeep. And then after I sold that business, I kind of have zigzag. So I love working with the big brands. Big brands are you know, brilliant in terms of of scale. They have big ideas. They have big budgets to execute. But I love small business owners because they're nimble and fast and agile. So I've been able to kind of see from both sides what you know, both sides can offer and gain from working with each other. So I, you know, and I've worked with a lot of TV programs through partnerships. That's what I absolutely love to do. I have done partnerships with different TV programs like 
right back in the day, better homes and gardens through to the living room, the blocks, selling houses, Australia, grand designs. Uh, and I've actually just recently just done the partnerships for a new program for Channel 9. So it's, it, I love the, and I love the power of actually what corporate can do and what small business can do together. That's amazing. What a portfolio. Wow. You, you're an absolute go-getter. <laughs> and I love how you say the craft of marketing. I haven't ever, you know, heard it being put that way. And I guess as authors, we, you know, there's a lot of stigma around, oh, we've got to market the book or, you know, um, and even, even, you know, self-published or traditional published marketing, it needs to be done by all these days. You can't sort of get by without it. So I love that your passion for it comes through. And I think Think that we could all learn something there like to think about it you know positively as a craft because I've heard someone say before I think it was Joanna Penn if you've ever listened to the Creative Pen podcast and she says you know business and marketing it's creative as well <laughs> so is this how you ended up putting it all into a book? Yeah I have been marketing when I had my business I had a mentor and as I said, because I was quite quite young, and I, when I sold my company, I thought, do you know what? I want to I want to pay this forward. And so I started mentoring uh, women in business, and that was about fifteen years ago. So I've been mentoring for such a long time. And when COVID hit, I was getting lots and lots of calls going, oh, you know, this is tough. And and I kept saying you know what, you like find another brand, like you're stronger together, find another brand, do something creative, reach out, you know, do collaborate with other brands. And I kept saying it so often and, and somebody said, oh, have you got something like, a, have you got something I could take away, like something I could read? And I was like, oh yeah, I should, I should actually put that in a list or should, should do something like that. So I, cause I keep saying the same thing over and over again. And then I pondered on it and thought, wow, actually, you know, I would love, I would love to call myself an author. How amazing would that be to be an author? And of course, like many of us, I'm like, but could I do it? Have I got it in me? Is it possible? What does it look like? How many hours does it take? What is it? That we had? What do you do? I was working in corporate and my boss was doing an MBA and I thought, do I want to do an MBA? And I thought, no, my MBA is going to be me devoting the time to write the book and to get it out into the universe. That's kind of how it happened. And then it's just, it, it's exceeded all my expectations. Honestly, it's just been a ride. That's amazing. And did it just kind of pour out of you because it was your experience and your passion and you were just, Rah! and it, it was quite a good, easy process or was it quite, did you find it hard at times, obviously juggling all you've got on your plate? Yeah, look, I think any author would say it's a juggle, right? And there was certainly working full time and writing in your other time. It's difficult. And the family and everything else. So I remember a few Sundays where I kind of locked myself in my office and it's a beautiful day. The kids are going to the beach, you know, like life is good. And I'm like, you know, tapping away at a keyboard thinking, oh my God, what am I doing? This is crazy, you know. But I, I spent about three three months on the book and then another month kind of just tweaking it a little bit and then got it out you know, all had the manuscript done and, and then started talking to um, to publishers. So so really it wasn't that long. Um, as we all know as authors, that is just a start. <laughs> Little do you know when you write a manuscript, oh, my God, how many times do you read the book before it's actually published? How many times do you, you know, so there's 
it's such a long period. But again, when you've never done something, I thought, wow, how clever am I? I did this in just a few months. It's all over now. Tick. <laughs> and that's, you know, and that's not even just that. And then it finally gets launched. That's a whole other business once the book launches, right? So, so it is such a marketing intensive project. And I think I thought that it would, a publisher would, you know, take the book and push it out into the universe and push me out into the universe and, and, you know, and then sales would happen and it would be like a magic. But I, you know, I guess like a lot of us didn't, I didn't know the process. I didn't realize the process. I'm lucky that I know marketing. So I know how to launch a product. I know how to back things up. I know how to do social. I know how to do these things, but I, and so I really pushed it myself. But if I, you know, I say like, if I, you know, written a, whatever, a a Pilates book, (laughs) you know, if I was a Pilates instructor and I written a Pilates book, like the, the act of launching a book, and getting it sold and leveraging it is massive. Yeah. And I think that most people don't realise how what a task that is to actually get people to buy it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I know. Oh goodness. And and you hit the nail on the head. It's it's each it's a process we go through for each kind of stage. And then uh yeah, again and again and again. And <laughs> but we love it right it's worth it right oh totally and now I'm addicted now I'm like I want to do write 10 books like I you know in a roll. But, but I guess like you know like everything like you know when you build your first house or you you know your first pregnancy or you you know whatever like you now you're like okay I know a thing or two now yeah. I'm gonna do this a little bit differently it, you still whatever you know you won't know it until you're actually in it yeah, that's it. Well, please tell us about the book. What's it all about? You obviously mentioned, you know, you're passionate about partnerships between businesses and things. But yeah, tell us yes. tell us more. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's called Swap. And that's because in my 20 years of doing marketing, I've done a lot of, well, back in the day, it was called Contra. And back way before that, it was almost like bartering system, you know, where it was like, hey, I'll do something for you and you do something for me. And so then in the, you know, in the tech space, in the manufacturing space you then had contra deals where you know you would sell somebody's product there might be a contra budget which is a percentage of the sales that gets put into a little bucket of money and you spend that money on marketing so I had done a lot of contra where there's not there's not kind of money changing hands it's more about how do you actually work together so I knew and I knew it and I loved it and when I had my business and I was you know young and with of course a very limited budget and I had a Jeep baby stroller and I saw that um, I, my first deal I actually did with Huggies Nappies and they wanted to use my stroller for a competition and they put my stroller on like every point of sale every nappy box in the country for a few months and that took me from my you know spare bedroom into the next stage of my business where you know where your partnerships are about working together partnerships are about you know reaching a new audience and i reaching your ideal audience it's about increasing your your credibility your own brand your own name 
And it's also about money. It's also about profitability because if you can be a little bit different, then people are willing to pay a little bit more for you. So the book is truly, it is a step-by-step guide. It goes through actually how to, how to collaborate with other brands to create something irresistible for your mutual customer. That's what it's really about in terms of it's really marketing partnerships are about, it has to be about the customer. It has to be about them and every, all of your decision-making is centered around how do we create something amazing for our customer that they will not be able to resist, that they will love, that they will consume, that they will engage, that they will share, that they will talk about, that actually, and, and in that process, you know, you both get to grow, expand, increase your sales, increase your credibility, you know, increase your difference in the market by actually working together. Yeah, the, uh, it's probably a bad example that the the only businesses, well, the only business that's sort of coming to mind, like listening to you talk was, um, is it Red Rooster and Muffin Break? <laughs> together because I remember coming from red was like oh muffin breaks here uh so they you know I guess that's a pure example but of two partnership businesses effectively brands coming together to work together I suppose yeah. <laughs> well I guess I mean everyone everybody would know you know McDonald's Happy Meal I mean that is like the quintessential you know when we think about partnerships you'd when I was a kid, you'd go to McDonald's and whatever the new Disney or Star Wars movie or whatever that was coming out, then that was the toy in the Happy Meal. Yep. I mean, that's like one of the first brand collaborations that I think we we all saw many, many years ago. And then we, we as just small business owners, we do this all the time where, you know, we'll talk to a builder and we'll say to the builder, hey, do you know a plumber? You know, and, we, and we'll say to, you know, the real estate agent, you know, when we're selling our house, hey, do you know a great conveyancer I can use? Or do you? know someone who can trim my tree or do you know someone who can tidy up the pool or so we all naturally ask for each other's recommendations all the time and so this is just you know formalizing it a little bit more and actually instead of just you know being advocating for each other which is brilliant but actually taking that next step and saying what can we do together that would be even better so for example if you were a pool builder and you did a collaboration with a somebody who actually could clean the pool after you built it. So then for the customer, they've got this, they've got this great experience where they're actually their pool's taken care of. They don't have to worry about it. It looks good for longer. The pool builder's happy. The pool cleaner's got great business. So, you know, and so it's a three-way win. And one of my favorite kind of examples of this is that there was a florist and uh, she was constantly asked by brides, you know, what can I do with my bouquet after the wedding? And so she created a company called Blooming Keepsakes. And it is like this round, like a little orb, like a ball. And it actually has, you know, the flowers from the wedding. It has like the groom's lapel. It can have your grandmother's brooch or the, you know, what it is at the old new, something old, something new, something yeah, borrowed, something blue, blue you know, something, <laughs> you know, and actually create this memory. Now what that happened, what happened with that is she created this product and then started partnering with all these florists and saying, hey, why don't we give the customer something, this bride, why don't we give them something even better? So the florist got to differentiate because they could say, if you buy from me, not only will we make you a beautiful bouquet for your very special day, but when when it's over, we'll make sure that we get your bouquet, we create it into a keepsake that you will have forever. 
and you know and we'll have it to you after the honeymoon so you can think you know you can remember it now that's a beautiful example of you know that bride that's a great win for her right like she absolutely, actually gets absolutely. something even better than she walked when she walked into the florist she just wanted a bouquet now that florist gives her a total solution yeah and so you've got the florist is winning because they're differentiating You've got Blooming Keepsakes that actually has, you know, a great network of florists that's actually, you know, working with them to actually give the customer a better outcome. And you've got a really happy bride. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's absolutely amazing. So authorship as well is, you know, it is a small business. How could authors apply what you're speaking about, I guess, say partnerships and things to elevate their small business? Well, their book business through partnerships. I I know there's bookstores, there's a usual, I suppose. I mean, I would think about, for, for me, this is around who is your ideal reader? So who do you want to read the book? So if, you know, if you're a children's book, then, you know, it's parents, right? Like the parents or the grandparents maybe are actually buying that book. So then who is an influencer to that target reader? So for example, if my if it was a business book, there might be some business leaders. Now, if you got your book in the hands of those business leaders and they are, they, they're saying, look, I got this book, this is pretty good, you know, or they actually use the book in, um, I know one business reached out to me and they said as a senior leadership team, they actually had a book club. So part of their remit was that they needed to read a book every month and they needed to come back and actually tell the team what they'd learned from it. And so I know there was one team and they actually had my book because they reached out, which I found amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. So, <laughs> totally. And so, you know, and I've come from a building industry. Like what, you know, what if the builders got a hold of this book? Like what if they actually used it with all their other tradies? You know, and as, so as I said, like if it was a children's book, you've got parents. If it was a business book, you've got business leaders. If it's a Pilates book, you've got a whole set of instructors. You've got nutritionists. You've got, you know, health and fitness people. You've got gyms, like businesses, like gyms. You know, what about if you actually did a deal with a gym that every new membership actually got your book? Yeah, what would that exactly. look like for a Pilates instructor? Yeah. You know, what if you were a nutritionist and you did a deal with a food delivery service, you know, what would that look like? What would that, so within that kind of new membership model, lots of, you know, real estate agents, you sell your house, they give you a gift, you know, what could that gift be? Mm. So then for that HelloFresh or that food delivery service, or what could they do to actually make you a, a loyal customer? Like someone that goes, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So think about it. And then even from a digital point of view. So I know that when we were all locked down for COVID, I got a home delivery meal service and it actually had a subscription to reading eggs, which, you know, if it's reading eggs, just in case anybody doesn't know, is like for primary school kids and it actually helps them learn through play, through really fun activities on the computer. Now in COVID, we were all trying to balance work. So we thought we were bad workers and we thought we were bad mothers (laughs) because we were trying to do two things at once and it just wasn't working. So that was a beautiful collaboration because it actually handed a solution to the parent to say, let's 
you know, let's help your kids. Let's get them reading aids in this really difficult time. They'll have fun. They're playing, but they're learning and you don't need to worry about it too much. So as a as an author, who is your ideal reader and who do they look to? Yeah. So, yeah, it's all about thinking about that, you know, your target audience and then kind of sitting brainstorming outside the box on how you can kind of add value and uh, where you could maybe collab there. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> So uh, you mentioned in the book, you do share a step-by-step process for individuals to to sort of find the right companies and form partnerships. Can you touch on a little bit about what you do there? Absolutely. So it's a recipe and the letters actually just spell out what it is. So the the first thing that people say when I talk to them is, "I, I don't know if I've got anything that I could use to do a partnership. Like, what would I use? Um, so the first step is actually to rediscover, to actually look, uh, know know your business worth and know the assets that you've got in your business that you could leverage to do partnerships with. So from like, if you're a retail store, it might be foot traffic. If you, you know, if you were an author, what is your following? Like, have you got a standing in an association? Are you a member of the Chamber of Commerce? Are you a speaker? Do you recruit things? Like, what do you do? So the first thing is to actually look at what you've got to offer. The next is to, E for evaluate and that is what are you actually trying to achieve from an author point of view if you said okay I want to get my book alongside you know a, a really accomplished author that I totally respect what would that look like or if it's about okay I want to use my book to get new business or I want to use my book to get booked for speaking gigs like what are you What's the objective? What are, you, what are you actually trying to do? And obviously that can be campaign-based, right? So so today, like for right now, I want to do X, for example, you know, get a speaking gig. But actually in six months' time, that you might reevaluate that and you might actually decide that it's more about getting consultations or something. So what R is for rediscover, E for is evaluate, C is to connect, finding the right partners and kind of pitching the right idea. So if you try to connect with a brand and I'll say, you know, sell like sell to them or coerce them into, you know, hey, I really want you to send an email out to all your, you know, database about my book. Well, why would I do that? You know, like what's in it for them? So finding a partner that that actually could use that asset in a way for you, that it's a great deal for their customers, that they can differentiate and, and looking at the partners that, again, would offer you that credibility. So it might be within an industry association. So if you had a Pilates book, maybe it's a fitness association. You know, it may be if, if it was a children's book, maybe it's actually like the, you know, family daycare association or the playgroup association. Like what, you know, who has actually got some credibility to your target audience? So there's no, um, um there's no money exchanged here it's all just sort of asset and changing absolutely stuff there yeah yeah Yeah. next step is i to implement so that's kind of doing the deal and over and delivering on expectations and what i say is just go into this with a sense of generosity so you're creating this amazing campaign and you said you'd give 10 photos or create 10 photos create 12 you know if you said you'd do three posts do an extra post, you know, like just be 
generous because this is about the customer and pairs for position. So once you've actually, you're doing the deal, it's going well, you really want to position yourself in, in your industry. And that is actually with your stockers. So if you've got a product, let's say you've got a homewares product and it's stocked in some beautiful homeware stores around the country, you know, you're doing that. So, so as an author, if you were positioning, then you would be looking for like the bookstores. You'd be looking for, you know, like credibility, like could you actually get written up in a business magazine as a book to read this month or in a newspaper? Could you, you know, extend it to, you know, so I say stockers, industry and media. So if you wrote a book about Pilates and you've got the fitness association is saying this is a great book, tell the industry, media and your stockers about the partnerships that you're doing because they love, they love a juicy love story. (laughs) You know, they want to hear about it. They love that stuff. And the final step is to like evolve. And so how I say about that, it's just like the next evolution, right? You've done this partnership, you've been brave, you've been bold, you've been big. And so it's really taking all the learnings, taking all the comments, the stats, the engagement, all you, you know, your reviews, all these things and actually putting it in a success report to show the other partner, hey, look, this is what we did together. And that forms the basis of your next pitch. Like when you want your next partner, you can say, well, look what I did with somebody else. So again, if it was you know, a children's book or a fitness book, you can say, hey, I did I did this great thing with a gym where we had a, you know, we had a class or we actually had a nutrition night or we did Pilates for new mums or, you know, so you're actually showing them that you are, you're more, you've got a lot of, a lot of great advice to give and actually make the book come to life. Yeah, that's incredible. I guess as well, because I love the success, you know, put it all together in like a success folder because then you've got something to leverage. So I take it, you know, partnerships can be sort of a short period of time or a longer period of time for whatever's right for the the individuals, I guess, and, and the companies that you're working with. And then you, you know, you move on to the next one or multiple at the same time. Yes. Yeah, so there's there's three main types of partnerships. So one's where you use your product. So that say, for example, that was a, that was a book and one is digital. So again, if you had a book, but just say you actually pulled out, you know, the five top tips or a way to do X or, a, you know, and, and curated that into an article, say, for example, then, you know, how would that article actually, who could you give that article to, who could you give that content to that they would share with their audience? And the last one is an in-person. So something really memorable that's with another brand, but it's in-person. It's a could be an event, could be an expo, it could be a, a, you know, chamber of commerce night, it could be, you know, a daycare, something like it could be anything, but it's actually in person because people remember how they feel at those kind of you know gatherings right so when you said about the timing absolutely like if you just say you were doing like I'm looking at my next book at the moment and I'm actually looking at potential sponsor for my book I feel that there's a software company that would really like this topic and could actually offer this to they're small business owners. So I'm looking at like, I know that's going to take a long time, right? Like that's going to be a collaboration. I'll work with their marketing department. I'll work out what content they want, you know, in the book in terms of, you know, that feeling that they want to give their customers. And so, you know, that might take a year or two. That might take, and so the same with if, if I, you know, did a co-brand of products. So just say like the, you know, right at the moment, all over social media is a collaboration between Tiffany 
and Nike. And so I haven't seen that one. <laughs> yeah, gosh, it's massive. And so that wouldn't have taken overnight, right? Like that's a lot of there's a lot of creative minds coming together. That's product, that's manufacturing, that's samples, that's you know, that's a long time. And so they might have been working on that. But then in between, they've got little tiny digital collaborations where they're just sending out a piece of content or appearing on a podcast or doing a webinar, you know, things that really quick. So product is where you use your physical product. Digital is kind of where you use your knowledge or your IP or your idea. And then the in-person event, again, that might be that there's an expo within your industry, you know, once a year or, or it could be once a week, who knows, you know, but actually then kind of going, okay, so when I do an in-person event, this for me is more about a demonstration or it's about getting your hands dirty. So helping people create a, you know, a marketing strategy or, you know, something that's, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're moving with, you're, you're tangible, you're real. It's in, it's gives them something to kind of walk away with. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Just thinking as well, like because of some authors can be kind of introvert and things like, do you have any tips for, and they could be mildly creative and have all these ideas, but then might be too wrapped up in their own mind and self-conscious to think, well, who am I to approach these big players in the industry that I feel like I could, uh, you know, we could have a good collaboration. Do you have any tips, I guess, around self-esteem or self-confidence, yeah. I suppose? I think for most people, absolutely. Do we all think that we've got imposter syndrome and, you know, and why would anybody? Of course, everybody has it. And if they don't, oh my gosh, amazing. <laughs> I think most people I've ever come across, even if they are leaders in their field, there's an internal struggle with something, right? Like, I don't like the way my nose looks or so I don't want to go on stage or, you know, whatever. Like people have got, so I would say like, find your thing. So the idea of being on stage makes you want to like hide under a rock. Like, don't, don't do that. But if you're, if you've written a book, then hopefully you're a good writer. And so maybe you could actually just do that article you know, all those five top tips or something like that. So I would say when, you know, you start off, just start off small. So just like, you know, if you were learning to run and you're doing couch to 5Ks, you know, like start off with just a nice, easy digital collaboration. So it could be an article. You could do a little competition to actually give away your books to, again, your ideal reader audience. So who's got that audience? You know, you could do it, you know, a reading in a library. You could, you know, you could do lots of things, right? But just really, you know, ease yourself into it. The, you know, the big Tiffany and Nike, as I said, that would have taken years and years and hundreds of people and, you know, it's a big deal. But the other thing I kind of say is just kind of put yourself in somebody else's situation. So imagine you're sitting, you know, at your laptop today and that another brand, a, a, just say it was a, 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 you've got a nutrition book and there's a new a food store, like a whole food store or something. And they reached out and they went, hey, I've heard about your book. Just wondering whether you might, you know, want to come in, talk about your book in our store. Imagine how you'd feel, right? Like they could have chosen anybody and they've reached out to you, to you, because they've seen something in you. So then use that. So imagine if you contacted another company and you said, 
I love walking into your store. It always feels amazing. The staff are always so welcoming. You know, I would love to actually come in here and, and do a reading or do a demo or do something. You know, what do you think? And chances are they will be blown away and they will love it. And the biggest thing is sometimes it's just about they've just never thought of it. They've just never thought to actually have an author come in and do a demonstration of whatever you do, whether it's a little kid's book or a Pilates or whatever. They've just, they just have never thought about it. But it gives them something amazing to offer their customer. It gets you in front of your ideal reader, you know, and both of you create this amazing experience for that person that gets to walk away and say, wow, I went to this really cool <laughs> thing today. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, no, I can't, I can't, just think about it again. Ding, there's an email in your inbox. Nat, someone that you like and you respect has just emailed you to say, hey, would you like to do something together? Imagine yeah. if you could give that feeling to somebody else. Yeah, it's, it sounds like not not focusing on all your insecurities and everything like that, but focusing on the benefits and what you can offer and the, the final outcome, I suppose. And what have you got to lose, I guess, from putting yourself out there? They can only just say no or, you know, and then you've had that experience and, and move on. Wow, you, you really know your stuff. You've had an amazing career, obviously, through the years at such a young age, which is just insane. Winding it all back to the beginning, what would you tell? and even younger Therese uh what would you would there be anything that you would tell yourself do anything differently I think this is always really hard right but I think somebody said to me like um you know imagine in 10 years time like looking back at yourself today like what what would what would you know what would that feel like or imagine looking at yourself 10 years in the future and what would could you look like and I I never like I didn't I didn't dream that I would be an author I didn't dream that I would win the 2022 book of the year you no, I congratulations like, you know, it's like that and if I didn't put myself out there I just wouldn't have done it and I think for me sometimes I get a bit scared about you know what what that mum at the school gate is going to say whether they're going to think I'm up you know I won't say the word but I'll, <laughs> I show off you know and so sometimes the the, the person there's like a person the person who's limiting us is this random person and it could be like it might be your sister because she gives you a stick or it could be the mum at the school gate because you know that she gossips about everybody. And so we don't do things because of like one person's opinion. But that's sorry, I'm having a very long-winded answer. <laughs> it's just, it's. I think I'm trying to just kind of go, what is the worst thing that could happen? What's the worst thing that could happen? Okay, if I wrote a book and it didn't sell, well, I've had that experience. And so I think when I'm trying to do things and it, and it's scary and I just keep thinking, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like, what's the worst thing? Actually, is nothing. That's kind of the worst thing, that nothing will happen. Or you so do nothing. Like, you do nothing, you know. But yeah. that's right. But if I didn't do it, well, nothing would have happened anyway. You know, I'm, one of my favorite sayings is that, oh, but what if I fall? And it's like, oh, darling, but what if you fly? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's so true. Like, if you, it's super scary, but you, like, you're at, you're at zip, like, you're at nothing now. You've got nothing now. If you don't do it, you'll still have nothing. But if you do it, wow, imagine, imagine yeah. what could happen. Go for it. 
Yeah, no, that's amazing. And we're all so grateful and glad you did, Therese, that we've all run out and buy your book. So please, you know, thank you so much for your time and expertise today. It's been amazing. Can you tell our listeners where they can find everything you do and your books and in-store and online? Sure. So uh, Swap Marketing Without Money is available on Amazon. Uh, so it's available on Kindle. I have literally just launched up uh, the audio book today so it will be very very soon um on audible as well it's in uh booktopia in australia uh barnes and noble walmart and target in the u.s and i am the only therese tarlington in the world (laughs) Uh, so if you can spell my name then you will be able to find me and i've tried to make myself as as googlicious as i can so but where I play, I play on LinkedIn. That's my favorite playground. I love that platform and, and the people on it. So you can always find me on LinkedIn. Very easy. My website is theresetarlinton.com uh, where you can absolutely reach out to me. I love, I believe in being generous. And when you're generous, you know what? Somehow the universe just kind of repays you in some shape or form. Um, so please reach out. I'm so happy to answer any questions, have a good chat. If you're in Sydney, happy to have a glass of wine, you know, on a nice sunny veranda somewhere and just talk about it. I think, you know, as authors, it's a, it's quite a small community. And I think that we, you know, should all be helping each other. You know, we should almost be all advocating for each other's books putting each other's books out there, referencing each other. Hey, have you heard of this person that can speak at your event or their library or their chamber of commerce or their Pilates studio or what have you? So I think that, you know, I, I my motto is we're stronger together. And so this is really about, like, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's actually work together and, and be stronger. Oh, that's amazing. And I will put the links to all your website and the books and things in the show notes. Yes, but thanks again, Therese. That was amazing. Oh, thank you. It's been such a pleasure, Joe. I really, really appreciate it. So there you have it, folks. The truly terrific Therese Tarlington. And she really knows her stuff. She knows her marketing. Go grab a copy of Therese's book, Swap Money Without Marketing, as it's sure to help you in all of your author marketing endeavours. Next time on the Hybrid Author Podcast, we have non-binary and disabled writer and editor Jasper Peach, and they are chatting to me about their debut non-fiction book, You'll Be a Wonderful Parent, Advice and Encouragement for Rainbow Families of All Kinds. I wish you well in your author adventure this next week. That's it from me. Bye for now. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you're further forward in your author adventure after listening, and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.